1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates National Average 12 Month Savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: Well, guys, this is Bam Bam here. <laughs> the Titans are doing a great job trying to get, find this dog at home. So one dog and one dog at home. Bam Bam is your guy. I have a pet, yes. I have a golden doodle, Nala. Oh, yeah, a dog's the man's best friend. Um, No matter how you treat a dog or whatever you do, they're still going to love you the same. So, you know, dogs are very special. Hopefully, this little guy can find a home.
1: Great work by Derrick Henry trying to find a home for Bam Bam. I want another dog, but the problem is, Peter... My dog, number one, was the only pup of its litter, so it never learned how to properly socialize. And she's had full reign. There's Macy. She's had full reign in the house for three and a half years now. She's not standing down for another dog. So I don't <laughs> think dog number two would work very well here.
2: Yeah, look, um, I, I agree with you. We, we have a uh, rescue quasi-golden retriever named Chuck and you bring another dog into this house, and it's not going to be very pleasant. There's Chuck. Right There's there. Chuck.
1: It's Hello, Chuck. Chuck,
2: good yeah. dog. Good dog. That picture's a oh. year old, and uh, Chuck had a Chuck's had a good life with us. I wish he was a little bit more cooperative, but that's the way dogs are sometimes.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, we have a lot of fun with Macy. And uh, somebody, please adopt Bam Bam. Uh, give him a good home. Okay. The Titans are hosting the Chiefs this week, just six days after a great Monday night game. Seven lead changes, only the second time in Monday Night Football history, and the Titans prevented what would have been the eighth lead change by stoning the Bills on fourth and short. Chiefs come to town. Chiefs are desperate, Peter. And the question in my mind, and when you look at what Derrick Henry's doing, he had a slow week one. Since then, he's been phenomenal. He's on pace for 2,200 rushing yards. Having a 17th game helps. Do we think the Chiefs can slow him down?
2: Absolutely not! <laughs> Are you crazy? I mean, this is the great example of the uh, you know how the force meets the resisting object, or the or whatever the cliche is. This is a case where Derrick Henry, the the, the hottest running back in recent NFL history, is going up against a team allowing over five yards a carry, and look. If, if, if This would be a pretty easy game plan to me if I were the Tennessee Titans. And that is essentially just keep the clock running. Keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and possess it for 37 minutes and give Derrick Henry 32 carries, give him his 168 yards, and just keep the clock moving. And that's how I think Tennessee is going to play this game.
1: You know, in the 2019 AFC Championship, when Derrick Henry was on an epic tear, the Chiefs did find a way to slow him down. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is as good as it was then. They may get Chris Jones back this weekend. He's been limited in practice so far this week. But their defense, as of last week, was averaging 7.1 yards per play allowed. But, But they are getting desperate. And the offense woke up last week against Washington. Then again, the Washington defense isn't what we thought it was going to be. But... The Chiefs, look, they're in the similar situation as the Browns. Three and three. You get to four losses before Halloween. You got a problem. You got a real problem. And it seems inconceivable to think of the Chiefs not making the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But if they lose this one, you have to start thinking about the possibility that they're not going to get one of the seven spots. Maybe they find a way late in the season to thread a needle or two and get the seventh seed. And I think they'd be very dangerous. In the postseason, if they did, because then they'd have that nobody believes in it's us, us, us against the world, and you know teams aren't viewing them as this this special organization that can't be beaten. But that may be their path, Peter, if they don't win this one. And the the Titans, how how it changed our view of them. This is a team that lost to the Jets for crying out loud. How it changed our view of them that they were able to beat the Bills,
2: Mike. I don't know what the NBC Sunday night game is in Week 17. That's January 2. I was looking at this this week. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Kansas City at Cincinnati in week 17 gets flexed to Sunday night football and the winner of that game makes the playoffs? The winner of that game in ice cold Cincinnati on January 2 makes the playoffs and the other team goes home? I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. Based on what we see now, the Bengals are rising. You know, look, I I know that there's a lot of things to talk about this week. But in my opinion, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are on the precipice right now, Mike. They are really on the precipice. Because if you look at their schedule down the stretch, I mean, there's so many games that are going to be hard for them to win. And with all the games that are going to be hard for them to win... They need to win some of those games, like this Sunday, to show themselves and to show the rest of the league uh, that they're still a playoff team and they're still capable of being a, a prime Super Bowl contender. Right now, it's very iffy that they are.
1: And you used the perfect word there, themselves. They need to prove it to themselves. I feel like they've lost that swagger. They've lost that magic, that that. Quality that made you think, you know, they're, they're going to be looking for the gas pedal for a while and then they're going to find it and they're going to score 28 points in a quarter and it's over. I feel like they've lost that. I feel like Patrick Mahomes at times is pressing too much to make it happen, maybe uh, to to the detriment of the team at this point. The defense isn't helping matters and they've had that bubble burst. Of the, and and when, how long ago was it they're talking about winning six or seven Super Bowls? A- anytime a team ever says that, that's when that's when the head coach needs to you know what was the thing sean payton did with greg williams a, a glass of sand or a bag of crackers get them to stop talking because it is very difficult to win one and we saw how hard it was for them to get to number two they couldn't get number two they are a marked team and they continue to be a marked team and they're not as good as they were last year or the year before and they've got to get it together bengal's At the Ravens. Now, a week ago, we were saying Chargers-Ravens game of the week. The Ravens kept that from happening by destroying and dismantling the Chargers. Can the Bengals go into Baltimore? Last year when they went to Baltimore, it was 27-3. That was before Joe Burrow's injury, 27-3. Can the Bengals fare better in Baltimore than the Chargers did, Peter?
2: You know, in my opinion, Mike, Bengals have to run the ball better this week because if I am – if I'm Baltimore, the one thing I say is that we are going to pressure Joe Burrow and we're going to hit Joe Burrow because we don't right now fear this running game. You know, this The Bengals just have to run the ball better to take the pressure off Joe Burrow. When you look at Cincinnati's run game so far and they're, basic, they're barely averaging 100 yards a week, it's like 106 yards a week, you know, that is what they need to do. They need to run it better so that the the opponents don't tee off on the quarterback. And the way I look at this right now, Mike, is that I think the Bengals need to have some long drives in this game and they need to make sure that there are enough quick throws in this game so that Burrow doesn't get beat up. And when I mean when I say quick throws, you know, they have basically fallen in love, you know, with CJ Uzoma. And right now, uh, they need to keep that love affair going this week because they need to throw to the tight end. They need a lot of their intermediate routes to work. And, And if I'm Burrow and I'm efficient enough and I understand what it takes to win particular games, I'm thinking short and intermediate instead of home runs this week.
1: And this is the time of year where coaching matters. Mike Golick made a great point on Monday. Justin Herbert, after the Chargers were shut down by the Ravens, Herbert said that what they saw from the Ravens' defense was nothing similar to what they had seen on film in their preparation what are you doing to change things up? What are you doing to keep people guessing? What are you doing to throw teams off the scent of what you plan to do? How creative can you be? And the Ravens are very creative in that regard, and they're going to try to confuse and confound Joe Burrow, who has proven he's one of the smartest quarterbacks already. Uh, That Thursday night game against Jacksonville, when Jacksonville went to the zero blitz and and Burrow knew what to do He accessed a, a play from the playbook that would work in that spot that that's what they're up against but the Ravens have shown Peter that they they can they can fool you and that's what I think is going to make it very hard for the Bengals to go in there and win
2: see I I think the other thing you're looking at here Mike is that you know last year the Bengals got killed by the Ravens twice and Joe Burrow only played in one of those games but he had a totally ineffective game. They didn't score a touchdown. I mean, his next touchdown drive against the Ravens will be the first in his career. It was a 27-3 to game, and I, I remember that game. It was late September, early October. 27-3, and it really wasn't that close. So it's clear that Wink Martindale has a great idea of what to do, particularly against young quarterbacks to confound them. And that is what the Bengals have to overcome this week.
1: All right, let's take a break. It's our Verizon Speed Round, a game of Take Your Pick. Also, we'll take a look at Peter's top 12 quarterbacks as of right now in the National Football League. We'll do that next here on PFT Live.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting, If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Peter
1: has compiled a list of his top 12 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That was from Monday's Football Morning in America. And I'm looking at it right now. There is nothing that is jumping out to me as kooky talk as they would say. I think that's fair. I think it looks accurate. What was the toughest one for you? Um, basically, the toughest one was to
2: put Patrick Mahomes eighth. And look, it, he's playing like the eighth best quarterback right now uh, because he has not been great and he's been pressing. Uh, and, and I honestly, I could have put him 10th or 11th. I really could have. The other thing not putting Ryan Tannehill on there bothered me a little bit because Ryan Tannehill has been good for a long time, and yet nobody thinks he's good. Um, and and but Mike, if you think about it, just imagine this. Imagine this. Okay, there's three quarterbacks who are not on there: um, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Ryan Tannehill. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson are not playing right now, and Ryan Tannehill could have been on there. That's the top 15. Let's say you make that. 15, you know, you put those next three guys and then you put Matt Ryan, number 16. Just imagine that the median quarterback in the NFL, imagine what a golden age of quarterbacking we're in is if a fully healthy Matt Ryan is absolutely the, in the mediocre quarterback. He is smack dab in the middle, equal number above, equal number below. That tells you that NFL quarterbacking never, ever, ever has been better.
1: Yeah, I I say this all the time. If you go through all the teams and go yes or no as to whether or not a guy is a top 10 quarterback, you end up with 20 top 10 quarterbacks. That's how many good quarterbacks there are in the NFL right now. All right. Time for today's speed round brought to you by Verizon, the official 5G network of the National Football League. Take your pick is today's theme we'll begin with quarterbacks but quarterbacks that would have been in the bottom of a full list if you had made it who is the most disappointing quarterback so far this season Peter
2: I would say to me it's Ben Roethlisberger uh, because we thought that Ben Roethlisberger was going to be nimble was going to be uh, ready to uh, redeem himself after a bad last month of last season And he really hasn't. Uh, He has basically shown the Pittsburgh Steelers that you've got to get a quarterback of the future, whether it's going to be scotch taping it with Aaron Rodgers for the next three or four years or picking one of your guys on board right now or drafting one in the first round at the end of this year. There's an urgency to getting a quarterback of the future in Pittsburgh.
1: See, I'm not disappointed by Ben Roethlisberger because I expected it. In the same way I expected Jared Goff to not be good. He's been bad, but I didn't expect it. I didn't expect Roethlisberger to move like he did 10 years ago. The guy that disappoints me the most, and this may be a little outside the box, but that's okay, is Trey Lance because he was the third overall pick, all that was made of the move to get him. And I think there's been a hope from the day he arrived that he would win that job. He couldn't beat out the guy they can't wait to get rid of. He could not beat out the guy that they can't wait to get rid of, that by definition is a disappointment from Trey Lance and his development as an NFL quarterback. Who's your non-quarterback MVP so far this year?
2: Derrick Henry. That's pretty easy uh, because Derrick Henry, just, just imagine this, Mike. Last five games, uh, 725 yards. On pace for another 2,000 yard season, way over 2,000, as you said earlier. I don't think it's much of a contest.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Just to throw a couple other names out there, Cooper Cup has shown up on the points bet sportsbook odds for the MVP. And also, one thing that I thought was very interesting this week: Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs is on the board at 150 to one. His brother Stephon is 200 to one. So the guy who plays defense. Actually, has better odds to be the MVP of the league right now than his well, consider brother. Consider this, Mike, passes about Trevon Diggs.
2: He's, he's got seven picks now, and it's been 40 years, 40 years since a, since a uh, defensive back has had more than 10 interceptions in a year. Everson Walls, 1981, 11 picks. So look, all, uh, all Travon Diggs has to do, uh, all, you know, in the next 11 games for the Dallas Cowboys is to get five picks, to have more interceptions anybody's had in a half century.
1: And the question is, will teams keep throwing at him? At what point do they regard him like Deion Sanders and Darrell Reeves and just go to the other side of the field? Last one, which is the best 5 and one team?
2: Um, I would say right now the team that is the best that I would fear the most uh, is the Rams. Because I look at the Rams and I say that I think they can win a game defensively with big plays, and I know that they can win a game by wearing teams down offensively.
1: I'm going to say the Ravens, even though I have the Bucks higher on the power rankings, I think right now they're the best 5 and one team. And it's subject to change, could change by Monday, could change by next week but the Ravens are starting to show dominance. I remember when they were in that zone a couple of years ago on a Monday night, they absolutely destroyed the Rams in their year after the Super Bowl appearance, and that was when we all started taking Lamar Jackson seriously as an MVP candidate. All right, let's take a break. Show me something draft time for week seven of the 2021 season. We'll do that right after this on PFT Live.
0: Pro Football Talk is brought to you by Verizon. The official 5G network of the NFL.
1: What's going on with the 76ers, Benson, and stuff like that? All that is because of a lack of accountability, a lack of owning up to mistakes, and a lack of correcting things. If all that got corrected, if you're fixing free throws, if you're getting better as a player, none of this is happening. So you can, everybody can, can complain
0: about you know, how tough this city is to play in. Just play better, man. The city will love
1: you. Jason Kelsey likely headed to the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series to play Gimli or somebody in the line of. He look. He's just. Had, he looks like Gimli. I don't know if you're a Lord of the Rings guy, Peter. I have a feeling you're not. No. He looks like him. No. Yeah. I. I would. I would have never guessed. All right. Uh, I assume the, anyway. I assume the hair has something to do with it. It's the beard. It's the beard. Yeah. The beard. Although the hair is something. All right, let's get to it. Show me something, Draft, for Week 7. You're up. Well, Mike, I want to see, even
2: though I don't think it's going to be terribly negative if he doesn't play great, but show me something, Joe Burrow. Now, the Bengals have played very well to this point, but now it's time to win a big league football game against the team that is king of your division it's time to go on the road and play a team that has been kryptonite to many quarterbacks with a defense that as Justin Herbert says is very mysterious to play against show me something Joe Burrow I really think you can
1: this is amazing as, as last week's Bears-Packers game when you look at it and say, wow, if the Bears win this game, they're technically in first place in the division. If the Bengals win this game, they're technically in first place in the division, which would be unthinkable when you consider what the Ravens have done. I, I Sometimes I want to make show me something, show me anything, and that applies to Jared Goff. Show us anything. Show us that you can do anything against the team that knows you better than any other team and could not wait to get rid of you after you've been called out by your head coach, Dan Campbell, to step up. This is a tough spot for Jared Goff. Show us what you can do, Jared, if you are ever going to be motivated to go out there and prove all the haters wrong. Now is the time because the haters are lining up and they are waiting for you to fall flat on your face.
2: Speaking of the haters who are waiting for you to fall flat on your face, show me something, Steve Spagnuolo and the Kansas City defense. You're going up against the hottest running back in recent NFL history, in Derrick Henry. Last five games, 725 yards. Nobody can stop him, and you are allowing more than five yards per rush. So we don't think you can stop him either. Show me something. Prove us wrong, Steve Spagnuolo, and the Kansas City defense.
1: Here's another show-me-anything in relation to how this guy played the last time he faced Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots, and that's rookie quarterback Zach Wilson with the four interceptions and the awful performance. And as you pointed out, the Jets had done him a disservice because they didn't have a veteran that they could put on the field to save him on a day when maybe he needed to take a seat. They've had two weeks to get ready for this one. After playing in London, they have underachieved for the most part. Even though we didn't expect the Jets to be great, we expected them to be competitive. This is your chance. Patriots haven't haven't won, haven't lost, haven't won at home yet this year. Uh, It's going to be a tough task, but let's let's just see some improvement from Zach Wilson from last time to this time. Show
2: me something, Joe Judge. Um, Look, I'm not big into coaching cliches. I take full responsibility. Fish stinks from the head. That's a convenient <laughs> headline on the back page of the New York Post. It's cute. It's it's fine. The bottom line is what you say doesn't matter. It is how your team plays. On Sunday, the coach that deep down I will always believe that John Mara had as his first uh, preference to be the head coach when he hired a new one uh, and, and they couldn't get Uh, uh, Matt Rule from Baylor. Instead, Matt Rule went to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers jumped the line and the owner, David Tepper, got very, very aggressive and he paid him a boatload of money, which John Mayer was not going to do. And then he went to plan B, which was Joe Judge. Now he'll say that this was plan A, and who knows? Maybe he would have ended up hiring Joe Judge. But the fact is, their first choice that year in that offseason was Matt Rule. So, all I'm saying is Matt Rule comes into the Meadowlands this week, and the Giants are a wounded animal. And it is time for the Giants to stand up when they're not all healthy, when they're not all there, and say, We are on the right track. We can beat a pretty good team after being embarrassed at home. You're not going to get many more chances to stand up and say, it's my fault, it stinks from the head, all the other cliches, it's on me. Well, if it's on you, fix it and go out and beat a good team on Sunday when you're not at 100% because that is what teams that are improving, that are rising up the ladder do, not teams that have the worst record in football since 2017.
1: Last one for me, and I consider Jimmy Garoppolo... Coming back from the calf injury, primetime Sunday night football, a game that the 49ers desperately need if they want to stay in the hunt in the NFC West or in the NFC wildcard field. I consider Jameis Winston two weeks to get ready to go play Seattle and overmatch defense with Geno Smith playing quarterback. What has Jameis learned from Sean Payton over the last two weeks? But my pick is Justin Fields. Because the Bears are going down to Tampa Bay, and we know they're not going to be able to run the football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody can. If the Bears are going to have a chance, it's going to come from their rookie. And I mentioned him. I was attracted to Justin Fields in this one because of something Tom Brady said yesterday at his weekly press conference, something I had never thought of. And this was mentioned also by Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. In all the years that Brady has been in the NFL, the former Michigan quarterback has never faced an Ohio State starting quarterback this is the first time not only is it the largest age difference between starting quarterbacks it's the first time 22 years into the nfl it's brady the michigan guy facing an ohio state guy but if the bears are going to have any chance to do what they did last year when they upset the buccaneers it's not going to be by running the football it's going to be by throwing it we'll see if justin fields can get it done against tom brady let's take a break we'll wrap up this friday edition of pft live right after this The NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet has $180,000 up for grabs this weekend, and it's free to play as many games as you want. This weekend's contests include an Irish pick'em for the USC Notre Dame game, other college football matchups, plus Premier League, NASCAR, and Sunday Night Football. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. Sunday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts 2-4, and four. San Francisco 49ers, two and three. Peter, I still don't know what the magic number will be, and I don't think any of us will know until we get to week 18 and the games end how many losses you can take and still get to the playoffs. But if the 49ers lose this one, and I kind of think they will, I'm starting to think that they're just not very good, frankly. If they lose this one, that puts them at four. It's going to be hard to get to the playoffs in the NFC. The schedule nerd in me looks at this game and says... The Colts have
2: played two games since the 49ers last played and now have to fly 2,000 miles to the West Coast to play this one. Advantage
1: 49ers. Good point. We'll see if it works to their advantage on Sunday night, and we'll see you again on Monday morning for PFT Live. Have a great weekend.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up?